When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Oh my gosh mm, Is yeah. it now? Wolf and Owl, Wolf and Owl Coming on the thing, is it Wolf and Owl? <laughs> you do look like you're masturbating when you do that <laughs> Wolf and Owl, Wolf and Owl, <laughs> coming on, shake it up, Wolf and Owl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolf and Owl podcast. Um, My G, um, this is an evening record. Yeah, I'm quite nervous about it. I am. That, that's, why I've over, that's why I've overcompensated. I'm apprehensive. Show. But you know what? That That's, I think, in my favour today. I come to you off the back of watching one of my favourite musicals of all time. Which is what? The Greatest Showman. Monday Nights. The, the Greatest yeah. Show. Have you seen The Greatest Showman? I st- okay. Whoa! I tread careful. Tread careful, my babe. Um, I uh, I'm not averse to musicals. At I love all. them. I, I adore them. Okay, sure, sure. I think you and I have pretty much uh, performed to type so far. Uh, I tried to watch The Greatest Show, and I, I switched it off after about twenty minutes. Why? I just couldn't get into it. Why I, not? I don't know what to say. To- I don't know. I just I just like Lisa and I tried to watch it, and just like I, 20- I will bet now Lisa secretly snuck off and watched that on her own. When you've not been, she's got herself a nice big bowl of ice cream, like a cup of tea or whatever, and just sat there and watched it one one day when you're out working. Because there's no way it's there's no way for two people in the same house statistically wouldn't love the Greatest Showman. One maybe. We shown it to the boys. No, no, but but uh, but the boys do like the songs from it. But I don't know if they've seen the film. Mate, you should sit with them and watch it because I tell you what, it is one of the greatest life learning that I've learned so much from that film. Okay, talk me, can you talk me through it without giving spoilers? Well, what it is, mate, is it shows no matter what, like adversity is against you, no matter who you are, what you look like, you can succeed if you have people around you who care. Right? It also shows you that friendship is more important than anything. Friends that mm. become family. It sounds, like, it sounds like you're describing every Disney film ever made. But <laughs> No, but Greatest Showman just does it in a way where you're like, look, you know, like sometimes you go for a meal, yeah? Yeah. And you order a dish and it's like got a long fucking list and it's all like sort of like, you know, the, the wording is all dressed up to make it fancier and actually is. And that, when it comes out, it's just like ravioli with a bit of feta cheese and some peas in it, right? Yeah. What this is great about is... This. What have you just, what, what's the name of the dish that you've ordered that's this is a surprise? I don't know. Like it's, it's written in some sort of descriptive nouns and all. You probably okay. know better than I would. Right. Okay. Go. Okay. Okay. Go. But when yeah. it arrives, you just go. Shit! This is just ravioli with peas and feta cheese in. Right. 
Yeah. What I love about the earnest... what, Ita- what Italian restaurant is serving ravioli with feta cheese, by the way? <laughs> right, and peas. <laughs> if you've where never... Have you, where, 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 where have you gone to? Nana's restaurant. She just does leftovers. Let's Mate, go have a look in the cupboard. Look, I don't need to sit here, right? And well, I should probably do this because you always correct me. Some of the best Italian food, right, Ramesh? Some of the best Italian food, right, is made from the leftovers. It's from the, where the peasants have made their food, all right? Like, okay, this is the thing about you, right? We're talking, like, the greatest showman, right? Tom, 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 before you sim- carry on, you know you know that's what I, you know that wasn't what I was doing, all right? And now you've deliberately misconstrued it to make your point. Okay? Right. The greatest showman for me with you, right, is this, is symbolism, right? It's symbolism of you just catering outside and going, oh, look, that's exciting. I want to be a part of that, right? What are we, three minutes in now? He's busted it up. Right. right. But the truth, of, the truth of it, Ron, is sometimes yeah. you need a staple of like, oh, this goodness is good for me. This is good for my soul, my heart. Okay. And that's what The Greatest Showman is. Mm. I want you to go, I want you to leave this podcast at the end. Yeah. I want you to walk downstairs and say, kids, like, we're just extra, like, you stay up, up later tonight. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. We're going to watch The Greatest Showman. Uncle Tom has said that, like, we're going to watch that, right? Everyone, like, don't worry about school tomorrow because this you'll learn more from this than you will school tomorrow. One of them will go, is that the one who doesn't know my name despite saying I'm his favourite? And I'll say yes. <laughs> no, right. They will sit there in the pyjamas, right? You will sit yeah. there with Lisa as it sort of, like, kicks off and, and Hugh Jackman's singing. At the end, I defy your heart not to be a little bit warmer. And you'll look at Lisa and Lisa will go, oh, my God, that's amazing. And you'll have a tear in your eye and you'll go, Christ. Tom bloody knew. He knew. I don't. Um, I don't know if that's going to be my reaction. I could I, look. You might be right. Uh, I'm not. I'm certainly not going to keep the kids up tonight on a Sunday, uh, well, okay. beginning of the week. Okay, but I, but listen, I, I I promise you, at some point, it might not be this week, but during the Christmas period, we'll watch the Greatest Showman. I'll give it another bash. Mate, I, when your Christmas trees are sparkling, and that. That feelings in the air, like yourself, a Yankee candle with a real smell of that really Christmassy one, right? Kick back, just take off, kick off your slippers and your socks. Just enjoy it, brother. Okay, I will do. I and will that's, do. that's doctor's orders. That's doctor fun. Okay. Is it really, are you taking the piss? Is it really good? I, it enlightens me every time I watch it. I feel better. Okay. You know, I, I, this I is, s- me and Catherine get up at the end and we dance in the living oh, room. What a, what a horrible insight into your home life. <laughs> Does Cat really like Greatest Showman? She loves it. Yeah. Loves and it. do you really? You don't really get up and dance. <laughs> we do. We dance when when the credits kick in, mate. And I, I tell you what, I need you to do. I really need you when the songs come up. Ramp up your TV to about I don't know sixty on the volume. So mm. we got surround sound. Yeah. No, oh, mate. I can't wait. Send me a video of you just like letting rip, like just dancing. All right, fine, fine. I'll watch it. And see um, what, right? Yeah, go on. I respect your Star Wars. I respect you for Marvel. That is one thing you no, can't you don't. do. No, you don't. No, you I don't. Do res- right. No, I you res- don't. I absolutely don't. You said that. You said that really, like, just as a throwaway thing. You absolutely don't. You think it's nerdy. You think it's pathetic. Every time I talk about it, you make me feel like a virgin. <laughs> no, but can you dance? Like, would you be able to dance at the end of that, right? Tom, 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 so, Tom, you can't dance to The Godfather. Does that mean it's shit? No, no. So what's but the what point I'm you're saying, trying to make? Right, look, you have art house films, 
right? Like The Godfather, yeah. or like really strong drama. The Godfather film. is not. It's not an art house. <laughs> but, but you have films, right? You have films, right? That I would are... love to see you. Oh, I'm actually into art house cinema. Yeah, yeah. What you? What you to? Oh, like you know, some of the lesser known ones like uh, Godfather, Heat, uh, Baby Driver. <laughs> no, but what you have, right? You have films that are constructed by their dramatic integrity, right? Sure. Sure, right? sure, sure, sure. And then you have these films that are just there for, like, you know, for like your Marvels, your Star Wars, your Greatest Showmans, right? They're the ones, right, that are there just to sort of, like, do, make you feel better. Yeah, popcorn cinema, yeah. Yeah, po- exa- exactly the words I was looking for, right? Yeah. You can't dance at the end of Marvel with the person next to you at the cinema that you've never met before. Well, that's not true. The end of Guardians of the Galaxy it finishes with a dance. Actually, it, finishes with a da- it finishes, finishes with a dance battle, actually. Actually, it's Close an incredible film. Uh, do you know what though I, I i actually think you know like we were talking about using your phone and yeah. you know being distracted and stuff like that i think sometimes what your opinion of a film is so i, I actually think we need to sort of encourage people i feel quite strongly about this to stop double screening i i, I if in fact yeah. i want to start a, a stop double screening campaign because i think if you look at if it doesn't matter how good the film is i think they lose about 30% by you looking at your phone while you're watching. Not in the cinema, because you can't look at your phone. No, because you can't in the cinema. But what I mean is, like, if you're watching a film at home, so many times, I just think to myself, you need to force yourself to engage with the film. But anyway, that's to one side. You talking about The Greatest Showman, it's sort of, I'm, 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 I'm slightly struggling how to say this without... Anyway, listen, I will just say this, and uh, spoiler alert, okay, if you haven't seen it. I, I took our eldest to watch... Ghostbusters Afterlife, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, yeah. Be careful how you tread here because I'm, I'm waiting yeah, for that yeah. one to come to the TV to watch. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why bother? I know. I went so, to cinema. I watched House, I watched House yeah, of Gucci. Yeah, you went to House of Gucci. Yeah. House, yeah. House, House, House of what? Gucci. <laughs> Goosey. House of Goosey. Yeah, it's just a load of guys just going around just pinching <laughs> women's asses. Then they get caught. It's actually pretty yeah, fucking, yeah. Pretty grim. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, go on. Ghostbusters. I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying that there are a lot of callbacks to the to the. So what you what you're saying is nostalgia's a miss. No, look, it, it goes big. It goes big on the nostalgia. Right? I like that though. Yeah, I know, and a lot of people did, and a lot of people I know did. I was chatting to Sean Walsh about this. Sean Walsh Shout is like out the Sean biggest. Walsh loves he's his the go- biggest. He loves his. He's the biggest yeah. Ghostbusters fan I know. He actually knows the whole of the Ghostbusters films off by heart, all of the dialogue. Not he doesn't know. All, he he does. know all of the. He does. Number two. I think one and two, yeah, yeah, yeah. And by, before long, he'll know Afterlife as well. Two shit, right? Uh, I quite like bits of two, from what I remember. Well, I've like watched they, it for a long, long time. They spray slime all over the inside of the Statue of Liberty, and then she walks for a bit. Oh, and, my and God, actually, I remember at the time that was incredible. Was it? Yeah, is that, has it got the paintings in it as well? Yeah, he comes out of the paintings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was terrified of that painting. So it's quite, anyway, I watched Afterlife, and... Um, I, I was just a bit cynical about some of it, to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I felt like what I was being... What a surprise. Being, I know, you're right, but you know what? You're having a dig, you're right. I, I no, think no, no, I've no. Got, no. But I think, I think that's bad. I, think, I do think that's bad. Like, like as Sean was saying to me, like, you know, I embraced it, it was amazing, blah, blah, blah. I was just sort of like, I felt like I was being a bit kind of uh, manipulated. Do you know what I mean? This is the trouble, I think, sometimes with you. And, and take this as like... Not a compliment, but actually probably like... No, I won't, listen, I won't take anything you say as a compliment. Don't worry about that. No well, danger of that. But sometimes I think you're like a little bit like a sort of like college American teen girl who's like, oh, God, that's not good. Oh, that's shit. I hate that. 
even like you just don't want to open your heart yeah. to love something. Do you know what I mean? Like you're like, you know, someone walk in and they've got, oh my God, have you seen Chloe's got a new puppy? I hate puppies. Puppies are shit. And sometimes that's a bit like in my head, like how your brain works. Do you know, do you know what? I, I, like ordinarily I would sort of, I would sort of punch back, but I actually think you might be right. No, no, yeah. But like, I, 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 I think, you know, I'm just sort of, I was just watching it going, oh, this is a bit, they're doing that to make you feel like this now. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit it's shit. It's a shit attitude to have. I, I, I wish I was a bit more Who like... Who did you go with, Theo? Yeah. Did he like it? He really liked it, but he doesn't, um, he doesn't hold the original film, like, you know, it doesn't mean as much to him as it does just because of his age. Do you know what I mean? It's like, when you watch Ghostbusters, I was listening to, to Mark Kermode's uh, review of it, and he was saying that... Um, he was saying, actually, he was saying quite similar to me, actually. But, um, but he, he thought it was a bit like, you know, here's a thing from Ghostbusters, here's a thing from Ghostbusters. The point he made about the original film was that it isn't as good as you remember. But I think that's so true of so many things. There's so many things, Tom, that I, like, I think to myself, I want to show the kids this, I want to show the kids this. And then I put it on for them, and I'm sat there, and I'm thinking, oh, why have I put this on? This is, like, I just could see them just like, is this what you... Is this what you wanted us to stop doing and watch, Dad? Is it you, you wanted us to stop playing like PlayStation and sit down and watch this? Is this what it was? What? Is this the thing? What is that? Like National Lampoons is an air of that, right? Like if you go, Na- so a- uh, so every year in our house, National Lampoons Christmas Vacation. Yeah, Lisa and I love that film, and yeah. I still stand by that. It's an absolute. It's banger. a cracking film, right? But it's oh hard. My God. It's hard for a new generation. Look, I know exactly what you're saying. Or when it comes to stuff like that, that you sit and you watch and like you hold so but also there's there's something really hard I find about people going back and look you know and I I, I don't particularly like to sort of criticize work or to have it but like we come coming to America too right coming to America is one of my favorite films ever mm-hmm. like it's, it's genuinely one of the best comedy films ever made I think correct coming to America America too I'm sitting there watching thinking why did anyone bother with like and like don't get me wrong actually yeah, yeah, bother. Yeah, make a follow up. But surely, look at the script and think, like we are, we're like walking on the shoulders of giants and by one of, following one of the greatest. You know, sometimes just leave it best and leave the legacy, right? Like I haven't seen the new Ghostbusters, but for, for, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Mm. Like you know, that, I love nostalgia. I like a little walk down memory lane. Love it. If I can take someone by the hand and walk with me, more so, right? But I think when it comes to what's sort that, of, man? What do you think? What does that mean? Like if I'm sitting in the cinema next some next I don't know, I'll like I'll have a chat about like and go, oh, fucking hell, that reminds me. And I sort of turn to Well not and, during not during the film. Sometimes I'll talk during the film and sort of say say something. To a stranger, you'll talk during the film. I've told you the the, the um uh what's it called? The Star is Born story. Yeah. Yeah, you have some of that story. Well, I, I think, didn't think I thought that was a one off. I didn't think that was a break. Oh, no, 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 no. And I've talked to people before in the cinema. Or or, or made a little just a joke. I think I think talking or anything that happens in the cinema that isn't the film is bad. Yeah, but like, like, because it takes you out of the film. Like like when, when you're watching a, I, I like horror films, as you know. When you're watching a horror film, yeah. As soon as somebody makes a noise or something near you happens, you immediately you enjoy the, the next ten minutes. You're trying to get back into the film because you've been taken out of it. Let alone somebody just nudging you, going, "Oh, that's scary, wouldn't it?" Yeah, no, but, well, that's why I, I, I can't stand horror films. I'm not a horror film fan. Like, yeah, I'll leave that to other people. I'm all about the joy, man. Like, for example, one of the best ever things in my life ever, right, was going to watch, remember Bad, Bad Grandpa? 
by uh, Jackass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Johnny Knoxville. Oh. I went to the cinema in Crawley, actually, to watch that. Mate, there was, it was the whole cinema was filled, filled with laughter. I remember, like, just walking out and just, like, <laughs> sort of have my arm around someone I didn't even know. And I was like, mate, that was one of the funniest films I've ever seen. <laughs> there was a really joyous atmosphere in there. It was a little bit how I imagine sort of... Do you check Do you check, just, do you check for consent before you do stuff like that? <laughs> no, but if you're walking out and you're no, really... No, put, not... put, no putting, your, putting your arm around someone. No, no, we were chatting as we were yeah. walking out. I had, like, my face, you could see, because the end of that film is one of the most funniest things ever. Right, yeah. and as we were walking out, he said something, I said something. I put my arm on his shoulder. <laughs> Come on, mate! That was yeah, great film. I can't. I find it really hard to believe that you did. Is this yeah. true? Well, I do it all the time. If like, if I'm in a scenario where I'm chatting, having a bit of a laugh, I'll put my hand on someone's shoulder or give yeah, give someone a yeah. Mm. If someone builds a bridge towards me, I will never ever not let them on my land. Oh, God. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> how, how is? <laughs> Just trying to make a profound saying for the to, to to make an excuse for the fact you're quite handsy with strangers. Right, someone comes up to you in the bar, right? You're at the bar, right? They come up and they go, "Oh my god!" Like Romesh, I'm a big fan of your work. You know, oh yeah, I saw you do this bloody thing. You're so funny, and you're like, "Oh thanks, mate. Cheers, thank you." And they're like, "Oh, you done it?" And you're chatting, right? They're standing there. You're standing there. They're laughing, joking. They say, oh, do you want a drink? And you're like, oh, go on then. Like, do you want a shot? You're like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Go on, I'll have a tequila sunrise. No, right. that, that wouldn't, no, that wouldn't happen. Well, you wouldn't take a shot? No, I wouldn't accept a drink. Really? But yeah, right, I, I know, because you're a gentleman. You'd probably tell me, I go, hey, I'm before you in a queue. I'll get these, right? Would you not put your arm on their shoulder as you were leaving and say, thanks for the nice words, my friend? I, I, do you know what? I put, yeah, I could see myself doing that. I, I wouldn't put my arm around their shoulder. I might just like put my arm on the back, like my hand on the back of their arm and just say, thank you. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I could imagine. Yeah. yeah, I could imagine myself doing But putting my arm around them and going, fuck yeah, me, what a, night, we were what, a night a... We're, what a night we're having, eh? No, but you've got a bit, I'm coming out of a moment where everyone's barely laughed, right? And I'm right. just celebrating that laughter. It's like, if sure. you're coming out of a blooming um, horror film, I bet you're probably coming out of here, your old knees are knocking together. You're walking out going, fucking hell, that was terrifying. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, it's a similar sort of thing, right? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know we've, never been, we've never been to the cinema together, have we? I'd love to go to the cinema together. I'd love to go with you. What do you want to go watch? In a way, I think what we like, we could go. It would be not. I think a comedy film would be weird if we went and watched that together. I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to find out that you and I find different things funny. No, no. I think we pretty much find the same things funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd go and sit. Like, like you know, high end court drama or some sort of horror film. What, what big horror films are coming out? I don't know. Let's let's have. Oh, a, let's you know what we some... could go and watch. What have you ever seen? The Room. The Room. Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, do you want to go watch that? It's, yeah, it's called the worst film ever. But they do this amazing thing in London where you can have a few drinks. You go and watch it, and people throw their like shoes and oh, stuff. Let's but go do that. That'd be incredible to do together. I think maybe that's what we should start doing. Is just you know, like couples do in relationships. Like you, you have a date night, and you once a week or like a couple of times a month, you go. Oh yeah, we're just going to make that effort to do something together. Maybe we should start doing that. It's funny you say this because I've started to become a little bit concerned. Not concerned, but like you and I, every week have one or two hour long in depth conversations yeah. with each other. So I think I talk to you more than I do. Like I'm talking about in in a one to one 
engaged conversation. I talk to you more than anyone else in my life. Right? Yeah, same. In that, in that level. Same. Yeah. Doesn't that worry you? Well, yeah. I mean, look, I, I love you, but like sometimes, sometimes I think to myself, look, I, I, I've connected with Tom more this week than I've the Swan. Yeah, and but that, no, just, I, I find that in our whole lives now. Like I look at things and go, for this time that we talk and before and after the show, and, you know, that is like, this is the most social interaction I have in my, in yeah. my week. Yeah. And we're and, both and, and it's, so, it's, so, it's so pure that we've decided to create and release merchandise on it. <laughs> I mean, really, it's tragic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I had a weird dream that you were in the other day. I, was in, uh, I went to the barbers and I had really long, luscious hair. Like, mm. really, really, really All nice. over. No, yeah, well, I've got that anyway. I've got really there. Yeah. Like, but no, I, I mean, like, I mean, like all over your head. It was all over my head. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you hadn't just mulleted the the bald the, the baldness. No, I like like it was like back in the day. Like it covered my head. It went sort of down to my shoulders. Right. 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 Go. And I walked into a barber's, and sort of the barber was like, "Oh, I don't even want to touch that hair. It's so delicious." And he's just sort of like combing it for me and stuff. And you came in, and then you were sort of joking around about how nice my hair was, and then you paid the the barber extra to cut off some of my hair and you thought it was really really funny but i was like and i was hurt but in the dream i remember being hurt but then i was like trying to laugh along and sort of as i walked out i just sort of looked, looked in the mirror and i just wasn't happy with what had happened and i mean the barber cut off like that like about two inches of my hair show, show me again show me again that's <laughs> two inches of my hair. everybody got that um <laughs> i i am um, i feel a bit sad about that because i'll tell you why because i just saw um, I just saw uh, a review on on Apple, right? Uh, of, or whatever it's podcast thing for our podcast, saying that sometimes I'm a bit harsh on you. Oh, like, somebody says, no, 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 hold on, no, hold on, hold on. Let, let me just. So they said sometimes I'm a bit harsh on you, right? And now you're doing a thing. I mean, you, you, what you've just described is like a fucking couldn't be a more obvious route one metaphor for what happens on the podcast. <laughs> so I, 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 I do a little joke at your expense. You laugh along, but inside you're really upset about it. You leave pretending that you're all right with it. I mean, just going soft. Not, I mean, yeah. Is that what's happening? No, 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 no. I can give as good as I get. No, I, I need to actually yeah. sort of acknowledge that and just say that I seriously, and to be fair, I find it hilarious that a lot of people still. I, 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 find, it, I find it hilarious that people think that I'm more horrible to you than you are to me. I find it, I find it absolutely fucking astounding. <laughs> Right, and I can only put it down to the fact it must be my tone of voice because Tom is repeatedly and consistently a complete <laughs> to me, right? And I don't mind because we're mates, right? But the idea that I give you a harder time than you give me is, is one of the biggest fucking... It's just a fucking joke. <laughs> but this is How a big... Can it... It, it's like, I think because you've got this sort of like, you know, long leather jacket, fucking cool fucking vibe oh, yeah, about yeah. you, right? <laughs> The horror fan, you know, walking around and you're just sort of like, you know. Um, the only, the only Asian like... goth in the village. <laughs> <laughs> we're all bustling along and I've, yeah, I've got like a yeah, red sort of like, what's it called? You know, the jacket out of the greatest showman and I'm dancing and I'm free. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like that's Just, a... just would you, would you dance at a party? If we were out, if you and I went out to a bar, would you dance? No. I don't dance at weddings anymore. I look. You know, that's actually probably the saddest thing because I used to love dancing. Mm. And there used to be a place called the Blue, Or Blue, Blue Orchid in Croydon. I don't know if you Oh, heard. mate. Right. The Blue Orchid? Yeah. I know the Blue Orchid. The Blue School Kid. Yeah, yeah. So 
Remember back in the day, you'd have like the cool fucking room that sort of like would bust out sort of jungle. You'd have a like sort of club clap. What what are now club classics, right? But then there was also the sort of eight seventies and eighties room, right? Mm. I used to go in that seventies and eighties room and really cut loose and just dance and just really mm. like. And then I realised that more and more people sort of like were joking about me behind my back. Oh no, you know. <laughs> and then like I remember we were going for like a football club do or whatever. And someone turning around, and me turning around and saying, oh, yeah, and I'm really looking forward to it. And someone saying, oh, you're not going to dance, are you? And I sort of, like, realised that more people had sort of poked fun and sort of, you know, like, I I, I just enjoy just sort of, like, cutting loose and having a bit of... But then you just realise that it's not the place for it. We don't live in musicals. We're, we're not in The Greatest Showman. You know, Croydon in 1996, 1997 was not a place where you could dance. It was like, you know... Actually, it's a little bit like Dirty Dancing, I guess, in some ways. Like, you know... I had a thing where um, when I was in my 20s, we went to, me and a few mates went to Eastbourne to this like party in Eastbourne, right? And there was this quite an attractive girl that I got chatting to, right? And I've got, as you know, we've talked about this, you and I, both yeah. big sisters to many women yeah. uh, throughout, throughout the years. Um, I actually started chat, like actually started to, like get on with this girl to the point where my mates were just like, I can't believe this has happened, right? You know, I could see their looks of disbelief. Yeah. I was actually like... Um, like Simon yeah. from the uh, Inbetweeners kind of vibe. Like, or, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Simon yeah. Bird, yeah. So anyway, like there, were play, there was music at this party and she goes, do you want to dance? She goes, do you want to dance to me? Wow. Right? And I was like, oh my God, this is insane, right? Because this has never happened to me. Very rarely throughout my life has it happened that I've started talking to a girl, ended up dancing with her and then... Anyway, she's asked me to dance. I walk over... And she starts dancing and I start singing. I, I've been cracking a few jokes and being, you know, as is our only weapon in these situations, Tom. Tried to be as funny as I possibly can. And then she start, She looked at me dancing and she basically thought I was doing a, a joke dance and started laughing and like, um, yeah. but not laughing at me, laughing along with me as if to say, oh yeah, I know what you're doing, sort of started laughing. But I was, I was just dancing. So... <laughs> So then I thought, okay, I'm going to have to style it out as if that's what I meant to do, right? So then I started going, and then I just started sort of laughed. And then I tried a different dance move. And then she started laughing even more. And now she thinks I'm doing a fucking routine of like different oh funny dance This is almost like the most traumatic thing about this podcast, right? Because it brings up memories that you've put away somewhere yeah you just you, push them down yeah, and they will be some sort of illness at some point in the future so right? i remember it i'm pretty sure it was blue orchid it could have been vaults or something like that back in the day anyway like oh man this is i was like sort of fancying this girl for ages right and she was there with a group yeah. of mates they're on a dance floor and they're all dancing right doing that thing where yeah. they've put down their bags and they're having a dance type thing do you know what i mean so it's like three or yeah. four bags and they're dancing around them it was old school what? sort of ironically doing that um, mm. I go over and I sort of know them a bit and I'm having a bit of a chat and then I start dancing around to them uh, with them like and and like in a sense like dancing like I'm cool but also dancing to get a bit of a laugh because I think you know I'm not you know I sort of knew that I wasn't a cool dancer but I sort of thought you throw yourself into it you know like as a football player you know sometimes you're not yeah, the most yeah. skillful but you might be Robbie Savage put your heart and soul into it you might get a game now and again right got you got you got you right. so these girls need us need us slight on Robbie Savage there but anyway go on <laughs> so these girls are all like that and we're all like yeah and then one of them's like oh we're going to go to the toilet are you alright to watch our bags right and then I'm standing over four of these bags right dancing on my own right 
right? Right. So I'm there for like, you know, like time just evaporates yeah. and you count things in songs. So I'm there yeah. for about three songs on my own. Yeah. Just sort of like, like, you're a, like you're at a strip club trying to figure out how much you owe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but now I'm not really dancing, more sort of standing there, sort of like trying to show that I care, but yeah. like the number's up and I'm looking down at these bags. Then I catch a look at the, the girls that sort of, one of them was a really good friend of my cousin at the time. And I look across and they're all at this bar and they're like chatting to these other guys, oh right? Laughing, being brought jokes. Oh my God. Right? So now I'm standing with these fucking bags, right? And all I can see, everyone's throwing their heads back, they're laughing, the shots going down. And I'm now thinking, they're not coming back for these fucking bags anytime. Then I look over and see all my friends sort of looking at me. They've got the girls, they're all, yeah. Oh, so, no, Tom's, looks like Tom, Tom, looks like Tom's got lucky with three handbags. <laughs> so, in the most indignifying way ever, I had to pick up their handbags and walk, oh my god <laughs> and walk over to them with these other lads who are sort of all laughing joking going i go Ugh. oh i feel sick <laughs> hey this is so you know, it's so this is i i i wish i want to hug you man i, I just there's so much of this resonates with me. But oh, go on, so go on. On. And then just walking up with a big smile on my face because I don't want to see like and going, um, you're right, you're not <laughs> coming back to dance then. <laughs> These blokes going, what the fucking hell is it? And then going, oh no, 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 sorry, we just chatted to these and I'm sort of like, oh, um, who's just this what like sort of handing out these handbags sort of thing? And then you know that moment where you go, Your dignity's gone. The dignity's mm. left on a dance floor, right? Sure. All that's left now. It's just a, a husk of a man standing there. Right? And they all sort of like stood there staring at me. These blokes are like, you all right, mate? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I was so, like, did you, so did you stay with So you decided to stay with these I girls after you there. Had that? No, I just stood there oh, thinking, like, what do I do? Do I leave yeah. and just sort of like, but then I was always really, really, I didn't want them to feel awkward that I was really upset. So sort of. Um, right, right. They all want a drink, and they're all like, "No, no, no, we're all right, we're okay." And I'm like, "Cool, um, all right, yeah." So, uh, yeah, probably just you know, get back to your mates and stuff. Then, uh, so good seeing you all, like, and sort of like walked off, and I could feel behind me as I walked away, and I didn't look back. You know, like, like in the end of Stand by Me, I'm like, I wouldn't look back to see the ghost, of, like the guy I used to be out on the dance floor, just cutting loose. I walked away, walked back to my friends. And one of them, one of my mates, and rightly so, my mate went, why don't you just steal the fucking handbags? I, 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 I just want I just, uh, the thing I, I genuinely, I, I, I remember just sort of leaving that, that night, feeling like everyone in the Blue Orchid knew what had happened. No, but you know, the thing is, right? Imagine, imagine, have you, have you had, uh, have you had therapy before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so therapy, by the way, is incredible until you, the worst thing about therapy, right, is when you actually sort of sit there and realise how pathetic you are and you chat to someone who's got their life completely in order. Well, well I, I remember doing, I, I did one, I did, um, I was having a particularly bad time of things and I went to see this therapist and they had this thing where they, 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 they were like, they, they talked to me for a bit and they said, um, one of the things that you've got, you've got a really horrible, and I've talked about this a lot, about this prick that lives inside my head and, and yeah. you've got the same thing, yeah? Yeah. And he said to me, your inner voice is too horrible to you, right? So he goes, um, by the way, this is relevant to what you've just said. So, so but like, he goes, to me, your, 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 in, your inner voice is too horrible. And he said, you need to be kinder to yourself. And I was like, oh, okay. And he says, 
This is a really good thing, but I found it so self-conscious. Right? I was so self-conscious when I did it. So I want you to imagine that you're sat over there. Describe the thing, because I told him this story about how I thought I'd been a prick and blah, blah. And he goes, imagine you're sat over there and I want you to be kind now and talk to yourself <laughs> with it <laughs> in a kind way, right? It's a really, really good technique, but I just felt very self-conscious going, well, you're just trying your best and you, you, you're trying to be a nice man and you, you were looking out for that person and, you know, you're trying to, you know, all of that. Anyway, the reason I mention all that is because that situation that you just described, like you could have easily just gone, fuck this, this is embarrassing and walked away from those handbags. But because you're a lovely, nice, kind-hearted bloke, you picked up the bags, you fucking set fire to your own dignity and you walked over and you handed the handbags out. But, you know, the work, that yeah, is but, what, but that's why you're a champion, mate. You're a also, fucking champion. You, you, yeah, right. That's a li- right. But also, right, what happens then is a little bit of you, a little chink of you erodes, right? Because I stood there thinking, like, this is the truth. This is the, the, the real cold truth of it. Thinking even like that moment, I, I felt sick with the fact that I was standing there like an absolute plum. Well, these and I knew these what these guys are thinking about. They're like, "What the fuck is this guy? You know, what? Why has he got the hand? Oh, yeah, we were all dancing together." It's like, you know, but even at that saddest, most pathetic fucking moment in my life, I still somewhere wanted to have like those guys to go. Oh, he's a nice guy, but and now maybe you would go. Oh, you were, but at that time, they're not thinking that. They're thinking, "What a fucking loser!" Well, and you know what? The, the the sad thing is, is that when you do stuff like that. People just think you're. Yeah, but I, I think I, I I remember walking away thinking, and and you know, like that. I really like. I, I remember things like that, and that a number of those things happened to you in life, and and it does have a like. It, it, even now, things happen where you just go, oh, "I wish I'd just been more of a prick at that moment." I know, I know. Yeah. I wish I'd been more assertive, or I mean, I, I wish I'd not allow myself to get mugged off. And what happens is when you when you have those things, occasionally I'll be sat on a train or wherever I'll be doing something, and I'll remember one of those moments, and I'll shudder. And yeah. the thought of how I behaved is horrible. Yeah, but I, and horrible. I don't think you have to be a prick. I don't because the trouble is right is that the world is 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 a roller coaster of emotions that you're constantly trying to navigate, right? And in that moment, look, and also let me just say, by the way, I'm completely fucking like I don't even know what happened after that moment because what could have happened is those guys go, God, what a fucking loser, and those girls go, oh, actually, he's all right, he's a really nice guy, yeah, and it's really sweet, he's done that, and those blokes, Let's, uh, yeah. and I hope they did do that, yeah, yeah, or you know what, the girls might have gone, oh, fucking hell, he's a dope, and the blokes have gone, actually, yeah, that's quite, a, whatever, I don't know what happened. The, the chances are everyone in the situation went, what a loser, right? But I don't know how that carried on afterwards. I just walked away from the situation, feeling like that the the like I genuinely felt like the lowest person in that whole like environment at that time. Mm. Like, literally, if that they got... Like, the DJ had turned around and gone, ladies and gentlemen, the lowest person in the whole place, the scum, the bottom of the rung, put your hands together for Tom Davis, the spotlight would just hold on me, and I had to tell the whole room what fucking happened. That's how I felt. Yeah. But no one else knew, and no one else really cared. Like, like, genuinely. And you know what? Like, I thought about that every day for about three years. Like, I would always think about it. Like, oh, you know, what would I do if that ever that situation ever happened again? What would I go? And then I stopped thinking about it, right, and whatever. And, and now just chatting to you t- today, you start. But it's such a weird scenario, isn't it, where you're like, like I, I genuinely thought, and I think I've said something along these lines, but I thought for a long time, because I, I've had situations, that I would be chatting to someone in a bar and someone would go, aren't you the guy with the handbags? Like, that is, <laughs> it's like how your mind sort of slips into But you know, people don't care. No, but you did a lovely thing that night. 
And yeah. and also, you've got to remember, you know, somebody might have gone, oh, what a loser. And they all go, what a loser. But they weren't thinking that. You just go along with the group, don't they? Do you know what I mean? You know what, as well, that this is a sad thing is like, like we're talking about 1998, right? Like mm-hmm. I, the, I think what would have made me better, uh, would have instantly cheered me up, is if I'd had an iPhone. And we we slag off iPhones. We slag off modern technology. I had to walk home on my own in a really like fucking, like really low mood, right at that point, right. If I'd had an iPhone and I'd been able to walk back and stick like in a pair of like AirPods and stick on a, like a great showman or sort of some sort of song. That would pick up, you know, like I'm not talking, even like, you know, like we've had a low night, right? Yeah. Even like me and you, you've had a bad gig and you get in a taxi and the driver's got a bit of magic on and you start singing along. And yeah. all of a sudden, your spirits are picked up just from a stranger who's just driving along. Some people don't like that. That's my vibe. I always think if that had been the situation I could have been in, then maybe I'd, 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 have, I'd, have, I'd have got through that a little bit. That'd have been a nice end to the evening. So, what, sorry, your, your your nice end to the evening of being humiliated in things that you get into a taxi and sing along with the driver. <laughs> yeah. The magic. Yeah, some of my happiest memories of that. Of that. All right, we've got, we've got different ideas of what happy endings are. <laughs> right. This okay, is, this so is, this... Is just, I was going to finish on this, right? Yeah. There was a point in my life where I'd be getting a taxi home on like a Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night from the same taxi rank nearly every, you know, and invariably, you sort of like, you fall into a position where you see the same driver multiple times. And I remember I'd get in and they'd go, sing along, go on. <laughs> just on my own. <laughs> Knowing that that was... The number of times I would go out in Crawley, go out and get pissed in the hope of, you know, maybe meeting a woman or something like that. And it didn't happen. I've got to say, you know, I must have done that hundreds of times without any evidence to suggest that anything different apart from me looking for a taxi on my own at the end of the night was going to happen. Yeah. Despite that, I'd put on the shirt again, put on the aftershave, I'd head on out. cool water on the firm. Oh, pathetic. Okay, should we do some emails? Hit me up, baby. I feel like, I feel like we descended into a bit of therapy there, mate. Yeah, know. it felt nice though, boy. Yeah, you reckon? You sometimes, um, okay. sometimes you're not here, but I actually felt your hands on my shoulders, Dan. Uh, <laughs> you became the guy at the cinema, but you put your arm around me. Okay, great, great. But, but the difference is I would have said, is it all right for me to put my arm around you? And you would have gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Bring it on. Uh, this is from The Amoeba. Uh, chaps. You're clearly men of fashion and style, so hoping you can relate to this. I am never one to treat myself to expensive goods often, nearly always going for cheaper brands. Sainsbury's clothing department do well off me. However, last month I wanted a new coat for all weathers and thought it worth a higher investment as it will be used for years. I purchased an expensive coat from a quality high street chain, high street chain for £140, but reduced from £190 in sales, and felt pretty chuffed for myself. The thrill has now been dampened, though, as after an evening out the other day where I'd worn the coat for just the third time, I found in the morning that there were bleach stains up a sleeve and on the back. It's probably possibly from when bar staff are spraying tables near my chair, but who knows? Needless to say, I'm annoyed, but telling myself it's just a material object. It seems a sign, though, that I can't have nice things. I wonder if you'd had similar disasters with new purchases. Yours, the Amoeba. P.S. I remember seeing Romesh at Sticky Mike's Bar in Brighton in around 2013, and I've always been a fan. That was very early on in my stand-up mm. career. 
Thanks for coming to that. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Somebody else asked why I always make you go first when we do the advice on this. Well, I guess it's the only bit of structure that we have on this I do. Well, I do, I do have an answer for that, actually. It's that if I read the email and then start giving the answer, it's a very long time without Tom speaking, actually. Do you know I, mean? I could listen of... to you all the time, though. But, but I also think it's nice to be like the filling in a Romesh sandwich. Okay. Uh, Tom. <laughs> Uh, what's your take? First, one, well, go, go on, go on. Go number on. one, I'm going to say now, I'm going to shout you out. Um, Amoeba, was it? Amoeba. Amoeba. And say, um, yo, I respect you massively. You know, it, I, I put far too much uh, emphasis on clothing and brands and, and bits that, uh, you know, I, I think you know, and it, that all goes back to what we were just talking about. Because uh, back in the day, I, you know, as a kid, I, we didn't have a lot of money. And I think I used to sort of, as a sort of late my late teens early 20s really sort of like put a lot of perspective on like really nice clothing or and you know even if I could have afforded it it usually wasn't in my size so I sort of like I've put a lot of emphasis in my later life on having certain clothing and thinking that's gonna sometimes make me happy some of the stuff that I wear most of the time when I'm looking around the house is stuff that I've had for years and I've got an Adidas jacket that I wear walking the dog that I've had I think probably about 12 or 13 years. Like when I started up and started out, probably like Roman stand up, you have no money. You're sort of like often sort of that's the, the, those things sort of like push that the, the fact that you're, you're constantly looking at Nike airs or, or whatever and thinking, I, I, I need this, I need that. And it's somehow going to fulfill you, but it's actually just for, fulfilling an empty void. And I think in a sense of like your situation of going like, you know what, I'm, you're thrifty, you, you know, you, you buy the stuff that you want and then you've treated yourself to, to this one thing I think is, you know, it's, it's quite sad in the sense that you, that, that thing's been ruined because you, I think you probably got more joy and more satisfaction and felt prouder about that than anything myself and Romesh have brought in, in a long, long time. I think that that's, I look back to those things and I don't know if Romesh, I look back to get my first ever paycheck and being able to afford so from Yves Saint Laurent, or I look back to even like when I left scaffolding and I was, broke for a long time and sort of you know me and Catherine went through quite a long time of not having anything or any money up but it's got you know so getting back onto that row where you could actually afford things again those moments felt really really special and sometimes now I think that actually you're sometimes buying things and going oh that doesn't it doesn't really mean anything as much as that that jacket meant to you so I, I completely get what you and it's really really sad that that's happened and and I think that I, I think you should treat yourself to feel better about yourself because I think like when you do buy something that you feel like you could look good in and you feel, or you feel like you get something that you makes you just feel that little bit better about yourself, I think it's a very, very special feeling. So I think treat yourself more often because you deserve it. You're a G. Uh, great advice, Tom. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope, I hope, Amoeba, this doesn't put you off treating yourself in the future. It's difficult, isn't it? I, I've had a couple of things happen like that to me. One, um, when I was doing my A-levels, I bought a, a French Connection. Remember French Connection was the shit? Yes, yes, boy. I bought a French Connection uh, puffer. Nice. And I was seeing this girl who, she was a attract, very attractive girl. And I sort of, um, I'm not proud of my behavior during that time. Let's just put it that way. Like, like I was so, what's, what's the best way to describe it? I, I couldn't believe I was going out with a girl that attractive, right? So it made me a prick. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. sort of like everything she wanted, I would do. Like just really tragic bastard. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. I started trying to dress better for her and shit like that because I sort of like felt like, you know, she was like 
operating on a different level to me. Anyway, I had this fresh French connection coat. And I was, she was picking me up because I couldn't drive. Oh, God. Anyway, so um, I ran out to the car. Then I realized I'd forgotten my wallet. So I said, I'm just running in. And I knocked on the door. My mum opened the door. And I was so desperate to get in quickly. I ran in. And as I ran in, the inside of the lock on the front door oh. just sliced just sliced through the arm. They're the, the biggest coat. dickheads in the world, by the way. Oh, my fucking... God. And, and it just, my the arm of my coat just jizzed feathers oh, across man. the whole front, of the, across the corridor. And this is, I, I will never forget this, right? Some, my, I love my mum, right? My mum has been fantastic. She's one of my heroes. She went through a lot of shit to bring my brother and I up. When I think of some of the things that I, I've said to my mother when I was a teenager... Just fucking unacceptable the way I've spoken yeah. to my mother in the past. I ran past the door, just like she was like a bit shocked that I was in a rush. Do you know what I mean? I was being a bit of a, you know, like excited to go meet, go and go, go out with my 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 hot girlfriend. Run past the door, the coach jizzed feathers into the corridor, and I looked at my mum and I went, "Why are you laughing?" And she wasn't. Oh, I, I, I just wanted to direct my anger yeah. that my coat had been fucked to somebody. It's totally my fault, right? Or an accident, whatever you want to call it. And just because my mum was stood there, I just went, why are you laughing? She just looked at me like, are you a dickhead? I'm, like, well, I'm, yeah. I'm just stood here totally straight-faced. Do you know what I mean? Looks like a chicken's fucking got a scene to in here. <laughs> and she's going to have to and clean you, it up, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go straight out. Do you know what I mean? It's like, anyway, there was that. I mean, another time I had. Uh, the sad thing about uh, that as well is that yeah, go on. Like just for you know, that it's like like we all. That's the that's the tragedy and that, that happens all the time, right? Is that we all like the way that we talk to our parents and our teens and oh, even our twenties, and it's horrible. like you know, as we're trying to navigate and find out who we are, like it's a real like dickhead thing of like how like when I look back now, I just think fucking hell, what, how lucky I was to have like two amazing parents and like. Like people who really cared about me and really genuinely loved me, like yeah, you know, it sounds a silly thing, but you know, as as I find out later, I you know, I just thought that was a given. Like you know, I have friends at the moment and, and people quite close to me in my life, and you think like you know that are going through stuff at the moment. You think I've been really, really lucky that both of my parents always, and I just always just thought that was life, right? And it, also, you could talk however you kind of wanted, and that you know, it was unconditional that you get that back. And I think when you grow out a little bit older and you realise actually that that doesn't happen in every household, that's a real sort of sort of eye-opener. But but that's the one thing sometimes that I think in life that I look back and go, oh, man, I just wish that at that moment like I, I'd been a little bit kinder. And like, you know, like that bit with you there, right? Like, number one, those locks, right, that, that there should be someone, like, who's held accountable for them for the amount of clothes, those fucking shitty locks mm. with really mm. sharp bits of fucking, mm. like, circa fucking most, like, <laughs> council houses fucking that me and you were fucking rolling in and out of back in the day they were like putting so shoddily right that in a rich person's house have that fucking lock because you can afford another jacket in a poor person's house like your clothes are everything right you're living yeah, yeah. you're living and breathing by those jackets they like fucking like, like the queen should have those locks throughout our whole house because she can like she'll yeah. rip a shot jacket and she ain't gonna give a shit about it she'll get yeah. another she uh, as we know she loves shot <laughs> You know, Shot like just quickly. when you pull you pull that reference out your ass, didn't you? Shot yeah, yeah. But jacket. you know, when you're talking about French connection, I, I was thinking of like a shot jacket, similar situation to you. I had a shot jacket, right? I love. I'm, I'm shot talking jacket. about pre, I'm talking about pre FC UK, by the way. This yeah, is not when yeah, French yeah. connection first. Yeah, French connection was before. the bollocks, right? It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, every every yeah. like every dog had its day in the sun. Shot, yeah. right? I got a shot jacket. Do you remember? Like, and mine had a hood to it. Mm. And I remember going out with a load of work guys, like sort of older than me, scaffolders and stuff. And um, sort of, you know, acting the goat and being silly and whatever. 
And uh, I remember one of them going, um, oh, mate, no, you do, do put your hood up, right? You look cool with the hood up, right? So I put the hood up, and one of them had emptied an ashtray into the hood. It just covered my head, my hair, everything. It was one of the most <laughs> emasculating things, that, like awful like situation, and had to laugh about it because the guy was an absolute like, bully and a lunatic. Just stood in the middle of like a bar, just like, oh, mate, that's brilliant. Mate, mate I, do, you know, do you know what? Do you know, do you know what? I, I, I want to use this podcast to find out about something, right? Because this is slightly related to what you're talking about. So I had a Moschino body warmer, yeah, yeah. right? Nice. Do you remember when I... Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, So I had a Moschino body warmer, right? I'd fucking like, like the Amoeba, I'd saved up for this at uni. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck it. It's like, I've been looking at this thing for, for months. Got the money together, bought the thing, right? And it was like, everybody, every time I wore it, everybody was like, oh my God, that's such... A, like, strangers would come up to me, right? Yeah. Anyway, one night, one of my friends... Uh, who I'm still friends with now, said to me, can I wear, can I borrow the, the body warmer? And I was like, yeah, of course you can. So we went out. We went out together, but he wanted to wear it, right? So we went out. And we're out. And I was with, I don't know how to explain this, but I was with, have you ever been out with, you must have done, I mean, you're sort of describing it now. You're out of a group of mates that you think you they that you that think might think you're the dickhead of the group. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, that, that pretty much was my whole life from the age, the age that I could think that thought, to pretty yeah. much when I stopped giving a shit about people who treat me like a fucking toilet, that was yeah. pretty much my whole existence. Right, right. So, so, so I had that, right? I was with these guys. And like me and my mate, the body, the body woman, he's, a, he's still a mate of mine to this day. He's one of my very best friends. He's the best man at my wedding. I love the geezer, right? But we were with this group of friends from uni that like, I just sort of, I feel like we were getting bullied. When I, when yeah. I look back on it, I think they weren't really friends. They like Anyway, my mate, we got back to halls after our night out. And my mate went to give me the, the, the body warmer back. And we'd been out as a group together. And it just had a cigarette burn right in the back. Ouch. Right? right? Yeah. And I, I remember looking at it. And everybody went sort of silent. And there was part of me that thought, one of these guys has done this on purpose. Yeah. Like, like, this is a deliberate thing, right? Yeah. But yeah. I, didn't even, I didn't even have the balls to sort of ask that question. But, but, but the, I went to try and get it fixed. They tried to, like, stitch it up. But it was, it was fucked after that. Do you know what I mean? But, like, Can I just say, by the way... Yeah. Just like you know, you say when they get to get it fixed, right? Like I, I've been in that scenario, and it's like especially when you're talking about a puffer jacket or like oh. a fucking gilet, right? That they'll, they'll yeah. and you know what? Like when you go into a dry cleaners or a, like seamstress or, or whatever, like to get that thing fixed, the way that person looks at you is like oh. they they know that this is your only jacket, right? They know yeah. that, and yeah. they feel like indebted to like go like they've got to carry your only fucking like fucking box of eggs across the fucking roughest river in the world just because they're like all right this this jacket clearly means everything to this person right then you get the jacket back and it's just got this awful little pinch mark it's like you can Mate, see it's almost that's exa- worse that's, that- that, that's that's exactly what they did they they pinched it where the fag burn was and then they just sort of stitched across that so the, at the back of it it just went up in like a horseshoe oh. and then came back down again right and then and then when i went to get the jacket they went i think we've done quite a good that's pretty amazing. Like, you know, I didn't think we'd be able to fix that, but we have fixed it. And I had to look at it thinking, okay, this is unwearable. I'm now, uh, and I'm now having to pay just to, to have that confirmed. And you know, the worst thing of that, right, is the same with the fact, like the, the ashtray in the hood, right? And this is, this is like, you know, what we talk about, we're talking about therapy. Like me and you, in both of those scenarios, are standing there looking at other people having a good time and behind our backs, Shit, someone, two other people, at least two other people, are either going like that with a cigarette or putting the, the ashtray into your hood. Well, either way, 
Oh, what no. they're doing is oh, they're no. doing it behind your back, and it, you know when people turn around and say about imposter syndrome or why yeah. me and you are the way you are. This has been this has been what I swear to God. This is I, I got. I think we should need to apologise to the listeners today because it's just been you and me having fucking therapy. That's what this yeah, has yeah. been. This this might be what happens at the the, the evening. Episodes. This is what happens at the evenings. This is like yeah. this is Wolf and Owl after dark. This is what happens. <laughs> we start getting all introspective. Start talking about our lives while we've ended up being the fuck fucking sobbing. Yeah. And I think it was like, I think it was probably like 1999 when I realised that I didn't love myself. You know? <laughs> I didn't even know you were allowed to love yourself until 2015. <laughs> I didn't even know that you could like yourself. I just thought, oh, like, I guess everyone God. feels like this. Yeah. Anyway, guys, look, look, I just want to, look, the reason I'm saying this is that, um, I hope you're enjoying it, but um, we've got a bit like we've got a little macabre today. Yeah, well, we've both we both had dinner. We've come into this. It's dark. I'm feeling quite cozy. It's a winter night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just before we get into this next email, I just while I remember, I just want to send a thank you to Rachel who emailed in with some tips for how to look after our new dog. Um, Hello, Rachel. I've used the tips, and they've been brilliant. I love having a dog so much. Are you, oh where are you with treats at the moment? I'm not doing any treats. You can't, when can you start doing treats? I think, I think we're a couple of weeks away from that. Let so, me tell you, you're, you're, yeah. that, you're, it's a game changer if they're, they, they, they're stomach led. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thing you want to do is a dog who doesn't really care about food. You want well, we've, still, we've just been going through the thing of like him dealing with the shock of like, Living with this family, do you know what I mean? So, he's, he's are you getting of, him raw food, or are you going to put him on? I don't know. I've put him on a raw food that, really. diet. I think we're going to go vegan with him. Really? I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't know with you. I know what like free spirit you are at times. <laughs> no, I can't do that to him, man. Um, okay. Next email, dear Tom Roman Swan. I think I'm going to want to go anonymous for this one, if I'm honest. Perhaps you'll allow me to be the drop bear. Exciting for you, Tom. I live in Australia. Wowzers. First, 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 like, anti, or not anti. Uh, Antipodean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a couple of things. First of all, you couldn't say the word Antipodean. Secondly, it's nowhere near the first Antipodean we've had. <laughs> no, 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 no. For, but the first one for a while. Okay, fine, for a while. Um, drop bear, just so you know, I'm coming to Perth at some point. Well, when are you going? Doing a little, when are you going? When are you going? Doing a little, talking about doing a little when Aussie think, tour. When are you thinking of going? Probably going to be, I, th- I don't know if it, it'll be end of next year, maybe beginning of year after, probably. Let me know. You, what, you want to come? I might come with you, yeah. If there's enough. Okay. No, no, just let me know. Keep me in mind for it. Okay. So what, what, I can tell you, what I can tell you about this email is the swan has flagged this as one of her favourites, okay? Okay. So, all right. Let so. me get comfortable for this. I don't want to put any, I don't want to put too much pressure. Let me just get comfortable for this one. Uh, my mum was a larger lady, not a little larger. Her life went off the rails a bit and she became fully obese. Anyway, with great weight comes limited mobility. So when I was young, around four or five, oh God. <laughs> when I was young, around four or five, we used to play a game where it was my job to get on my hands and knees and chew off her toenails. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I shit you not. She would, she, would, she, would call, she would call me over and ask if I wanted to play beaver nibble. <laughs> Beaver nibble. Fuck me. Imagine your mum asking you to play beaver nibble. Jesus. And with great delight, I pretend to be a... 
mean, why is he not calling himself the Beaver on this? I don't know because because you want to disassociate yourself from this, don't you? Don't, oh, if you don't want to make that your fucking nickname. Why are you called the Beaver, mate? Oh, it's because I used to nibble my mum's toenails like a beaver. You know what? I know this is really maybe. Oh, <laughs> There's something she's quite sweet about that. Sure, sure. Uh, she would call me over, ask if I wanted to play beaver nipple, and with great delight, I'd pretend to be a beaver using my sharp teeth to nibble away until the job was done. Often, sw- often swallowing bits of. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! What the fuck? <laughs> she would do hilarious impressions of a cartoon beaver, and we would laugh away. <laughs> to be honest, when you've got a mum who can't run around and play catch. Moments like beaver nibble become memories of total flat-out fun. It was only in my teenage, it was only in my early teenage years when I told a friend who nearly vomited that I reframed it in my mind as being weird. So I ask you, what things from your child were absolutely normal until you grew up and found out they weren't? Okay. Look, uh, it's anything we say about yeah, like none of this, nothing. I've got nothing that's anywhere near as no, nothing that I've got in my life that is even going to go close to beaver nibble. Yeah. Beaver nibble, but by the way, right? And like, yeah, I said it during the email. But there's something quite sweet about that. Like, I know it's not conventional. And, and like, you know, obviously there was that video recently of Paul Scholes doing like the, the chewing of the toenail thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, it might be one of those things that happens in more households than we actually know about. Yeah, actually, that's a great shout. If anybody here either nibbles their, their kids' toenails or... Uh, or their kids nibble their toenails. Could you get in touch at wolfalpod at gmail.com, please? We'd love to. Because you know what? It's like, not to get too deep again, but like. For, oh, my God. No, but for, for, for the drop bear, right? Like, that is probably one of the happiest memories that he had as a kid, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. even now, like, when he's writing about it, there's a term that, like, you know, it's funny and it's it's a bit weird, but there's a little bit of affection there. He, he's clearly. There was probably a real bond and a real closeness between him and his mum sure. in those moments. I mean, they're, they're, listen, I would say there's an argument that that similar bond could be achieved with toenail clippers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, in all fairness. I, 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 don't, I don't think, I, I would say that the, the nibbling isn't essential for that connection to happen. <laughs> no, no, but, you know, maybe. If, if, in fact, I would say if, you're, if your mouth is busy with chewing <laughs> off the toenails, it probably lends itself to less chat. <laughs> but maybe his mum thought, you know, I don't know, like, how do I make this more fun? Because it's quite shitty for him having to sit down there, just yeah. cut my toes. Is is yeah, this poor bastard. Do you know what? Why don't we make a game of it and you eat them? <laughs> I'm just saying, we don't know his mum, right? No. His mum could have just been there being like, oh, mate, I don't, we don't bond or we don't laugh and joke as much as I thought we would. And then, like, yeah, that's why she does that. And then, you know, at the time, he's probably thinking, God, bloody hell, it's Beaver Friday. Do you know what I mean? Get the old nibble on. Like, mm. all I'm saying is people navigate through life in different ways. Okay. Right? We, who are we to judge his sweet, sweet mother? You know? Uh, no, you're absolutely... I'm not judging his mother. I'm not judging his I mother. I think that... Yeah. She's, I, it turns out... I'm just reading the end of this email. She sadly passed away when he was 10, so... Wow. Um, I mean, I, I'm slightly floored by it because I just sort of think that's probably one of the, the closest moments he had with her, and I sort of mm, salute him. Mm. That my mum my mum my used to by the way drop bear thank you very much for your email it's a great email I um my mum used to make me massage her feet yeah but I think most mas- yeah, yeah yeah parents did you know but- and, and, and I used to like um I didn't mind massaging my mum's feet I don't think one of my biggest problems was it, it was never long enough for her do you know what I mean so like did, like I remember like hating massaging her feet and 
Did you ever massage your mum's feet? Yeah, I think I've, I've massaged my parents' feet. Yeah, but yeah, I think I as well. It. Yeah, but I don't think I think like like anything as you're a kid, you just want to be out there as quick as you can. If 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 I if I told my, if I asked any of my kids to massage my feet, I I genuinely think they'd tell me to fuck off. <laughs> Like, like now, now when I'm thinking about it, I think, yeah, I massage my mum's feet. I didn't ever massage my my dad's feet, by the way. We're not fuck. I, I think a, that's a health and safety issue, massaging those. Would you had to do beaver nipples with those? Well, honestly, his feet were like an archaeological dig. They're horrendous. Yeah, but, you know like, what? That's the that's the trouble now. You've got computer games and you've got so much other stuff for kids. to No, get you're bit. right. You're right. You're right. They won't massage my feet because there's PlayStations. You're right. That's no, no, but it, mate, back in the day, man, you had to have numerous things to pass the time with. Tom, Tom, Tom. We didn't leave. We didn't. We're not fucking Neanderthals. You're behaving like we fucking grew up in the fucking Middle Ages. What are you talking about? No, I'm just saying. Is this right? Is now, fucking, when I was a kid. I was massaging my feet when the Amiga 500 existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. Okay, right. Are you telling me, right, like back then, way back then, right, yeah. what I'm talking about, when we, me and you were youngins, right? Yeah. When Ghostbusters went out in the cinema, you had a year before you could even sniff around that film again. And then there would probably only be one. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't, I didn't think to myself, oh, it's a long wait before this comes out. I might massage my mum's feet in the meantime. <laughs> just to make, just to while the time away. Look. That was, it was the fact is what I'm trying to say is this, right? You didn't have stuff to be doing around the house. Like you'd have toys to play with and stuff. Okay, okay. Right? But you didn't have as much to keep you busy with. Mm. So, so, and also, probably then, like, you know, games like, you know, Monday Massage or whatever, <laughs> like Beaver Nibbles, yeah. were more prevalent because people were just more like fucking, you know, you know, people couldn't go to a spa and have a nice massage. No. No, you're right. Yeah. You know? You probably, I mean, you. I know you. You probably, you and Lisa probably go to a spa what five, six times a year. Um, we can't. We don't. We 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 actually went. When did we go? We went a, a year and a half ago, maybe. You enjoy? I loved it. We haven't been back since, so maybe we didn't love it. I love it. Spa, um, Drop bear. Thank you for your email, Tom. Yo, it's been a deep one. Man, it's been very deep. Very deep. Uh, normally, we sort of dick around and then we have a deep closing thought from you. We've already been deep. I mean, I think you've been particularly deep on this on this one. Um, do you have something to take us out, please? Maybe I do, Ron. Maybe I do. Oh, God. There was a rabbit by the name of Stephen Clement. And Stephen Clement was, of all the rabbits, a little bit different. Like, you know, he longed for saying it was better than just eating carrots and lettuce and shit. And he, Stephen was... Uh, like an owned rabbit. So he lived in a, like a little pen with some other, you know, these other rabbits. About four pens down um, was a group of Mastiff dogs who used to bark and howl into the night and eat raw meat and shit. And Stephen thought, oh, wow, like, yeah, fucking hell, man. You know, that, that looks like the life for me. That looks like how I want to be. That's, you know. Anyway, um, one late night, when all the other rabbits were asleep and the dogs sort of like were sort of up partying and whatever and barking and shit at passing traffic, Stephen Clement scurried along and he made burrowed down and he burrowed his way up into the dog's pound pen. And he's like, he, he gets in there and he looks around and all the other dogs are barking and whatever. And uh, Stephen Clement is like, um, yo, I'm Stephen Clement. I'm like, I, I'm from the rabbit enclosure. And, and the, the dogs just like look at him up and down and growl and Stephen Clement is like oh um you know I just thought maybe I could come and live here because all they do is eat carrots and lettuce and they don't really do any cool shit and you're always like loud and barking 
And then the, the dogs are like, okay, motherfucker, let's see what you've got. And he stands there as traffic goes past and all the dogs are loudly barking. And Stephen Clement tries to bark and obviously rabbits can't bark. That's just like not in their mix. So all the dogs look at him and laugh. And then basically they, they're like, you know, we're going to eat you if you don't just fuck off back to your pen. And Stephen Clement looks at them and he goes, oh God, right. So he just gets back into his tunnel and one of them kicks some dirt over him and spits on him as he walks off. And he, he gets back in and he looks at all the other rabbits sort of sleeping and all happy with themselves. And the next day when the farmer comes and he's got the lettuce and the carrots, guess which rabbit's the first in queue with a big smile on his face? Stephen Clement. Because sometimes in life, when you look left and you look right, you think, Christ, everyone's having a better time in a better place than I am. But the truth is, if you just stay in your own pen and make the most of what you've got, your life can be pretty sweet too. Well, that's really nice. Um, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, thank you so much for joining us <laughs> on another episode of The Wolf and Owl. I hope you're still with us and uh, you haven't been too depressed by the... <laughs> the chats that we've had on this one we will see you next time for a little bit of what we like to call the wolf and the owl well we don't we call it the wolf and owl but anyway bye bye kill it do it you got this if you have a problem opinion feedback or anything at all please email us at wolfowlpod at gmail.com that's wolfowlpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.